Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, we are diving into some Rebels stuff. Yes. Finally. <laughs> Perhaps the Rebel? Yeah. The the <laughs> ultimate character from Rebels, in my opinion. My favorite oh, yes. character from Rebels, for sure. Yes. Harris and Dula. Queen. Queen B. <laughs> <laughs> Head bitch in charge. Yes. <laughs> Literally, HBIC. <laughs> of it all. Over multiple decades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. One of the only characters to survive, like, the entire to, breadth of the Star yeah. Wars saga. To make it to the end, as I yeah. like to say. She made it all the way to the end. I mean, yeah. impressive. She has impressive stats. Yeah. And how refreshing is it to finally see a Twi'lek that isn't a stripper? <laughs> I mean, speaking yeah. as a female, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I know, all throughout Clone Wars, and I think Rebels, but I'm not sure if they did this in Rebels, all the pinup art in the barracks mm-hmm. and in, like, bars and the background and everything, it's always, like, a naked Twi'lek. Do you yes. say Twi'lek or do you say Twi'lek? Well, I interchange. I, I I'm really too. never even sure. Yeah. I say Twi'lek in my head, but then it comes out Twi'lek when I'm speaking. So I'm probably going to interchange it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Just accept it, everybody. I can't commit. Also, side note, I am suffering from an illness, so if I sound nasally or a little flatter than usual, my apologies. It happened. You've been through it. You've been through it. You just need a little... Yeah, this week has been rough. You need some tea and some fluids and some naps. I've been pushing. I've been pushing all of it. It's just, man, I had a set... I was doing good yesterday, and I had a setback this morning, but here we are. We're here anyway, and we're here to talk about Hera, because damn it, she is amazing. Yes. She's such a badass. I mean, what's your favorite thing about her? If you had to pick one. I mean, I know that's hard. Like, apart from her beautiful voice. (laughs) Oh, we'll get to the voice actress, because, wow. I don't know, just like... It's kind of what Jenny was talking about when she was on talking about Padme. Mm -hmm. Hera is a great mix of her like masculine and feminine energy. Yes. She stands in her power in this way that is so fucking refreshing. And she's just very confident. But she's also very loving and soft and like can have these really uh, maternal, I suppose, moments. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. And... I just love that about her. She's kind of like um, like a tomboy, for lack of a better term. I don't know if there's a better phrase for that nowadays. But like, you know, I was always called that growing up. Everyone always called me a tomboy because I liked to play sports. But mm-hmm. I also like to wear dresses and high heels. So like, it's really rare to see characters that have that duality. It's usually like you're either one extreme or the other in a lot of media because, mm-hmm. you know, we rely on stereotypes a lot of time, which is maybe mm-hmm. not fair. And so, like, to see Hera be both those things was just really beautiful, and I really loved that. Well, you took my answer, so thank you. Oh, <laughs> once... 
Sorry. Once again, we are space <laughs> twins. <laughs> no, but you said it. It's the balance of the masculine and feminine. She can be maternal and a protector and a, and a caregiver. And at the same time, absolutely annihilate, get the job done, seal the deal, fight with the best of them, strategically think with the best of them and have this duality that's balanced. It's a beautiful, she's a great character because of that. But I, I think it's, you don't see it just in one instance. It's several instances throughout every season of Rebels. And I think it just gets better and better and better. And she suffers horrific loss. Yes. So she's just like our other heroes in, in the Star Wars universe, where there's this incredible drive to make things better and at the same time suffering massive losses. And it never weakens her spirit. It just, her, she perseveres like all the rest that we love. Yeah. When she was raised under that condition. Yeah. You know, like she, you see in the Bad Batch that even as a small child, her family is growing up. Well, and I'm sure before that, because we see in the Clone Wars, you know, yeah. they do the Innocence of Ryloth episode. They have the invasion of Ryloth. And I think Cham, her father, is in those episodes. But we, I don't think mm-hmm. they show Hera in those episodes. But just a few years later, there's the Bad Batch. And you see her father and mother trying to, trying to survive diplomatically under the Empire, even though they know it's very wrong. And Hera was trying to... She's growing up around that and she's working with her uncle to kind of like mm-hmm. do smuggling runs and stuff like that. So it's like from a very young age, she had the courage to stand up, to not bow to an oppressor, you know, to not crumble under something, knowing that it's wrong. She still stands up for it, even though it puts herself and her family at risk and later on with the ghost crew. You know, it's just amazing. She's such a great character. It's interesting. Hera has been marked at various pivotal moments throughout the Star Wars history. She is recorded, like her, the ghost, her ship, is shown in Rogue One. So she was there for Scarif. Mm -hmm. She's been involved in Hoth, Endor, and then the Battle of Jakku. All of all of this is documented. So wow. she has been at the forefront of some of the most major Star Wars battles in the in the galaxy, mm-hmm. in the history of Star Wars. That is fucking impressive. Yeah. Well, it shows what a good pilot she is. Yes, and I mean we'll we'll get to that at the end of this episode talking about <laughs> that. But I mean it's her it's her her fortitude, her will. To keep yeah. going. I mean, and of course we know she meets Kanan um, mm-hmm. early on, right after uh, the Empire basically forms, or, yeah. or at least takes up reign, we'll say. Yeah. And they made a, a one-two punch themselves even before they became lovers. Yeah, I I want to read that book. It sounds yeah, I know very the book. interesting. Yeah, and it's on my list. So Me apologies too. to people who have read it and are waiting for us to talk about it. <laughs> we're not there yet we there's so much stuff to digest yeah. it's hard <laughs> it's very difficult it's a challenge it is but i mean then they they form the uh the specters which we come to know as our little group in rebels the rebels television show another yeah. dave filoni genius project yeah which, 
Surprisingly enough, I'll be truthful, I wasn't looking forward to watching Rebels. I didn't like the animation style at first, but I got used to it. Same. Mm -hmm. And then I found a lot of episodes very moving. I did too. And same, because they canceled the show we did love to make this new show. So Clone Wars fans might be a little bitter about it at times. Yeah. But the truth is, it's very good. It um, is. And it gets better. It's kind of like Clone Wars, where the season one, I was kind of like, okay, like I'm watching, but it's not really grabbing me that much. Mm-hmm. And by the end, the last couple of episodes, the last season, really, I was just hooked. It was riveting. Do you have a favorite Rebels episode? I know I'm throwing all these questions at you randomly. <laughs> But I'm just thinking of them as I go, and like, uh, yeah, I just haven't researched anything. Um, I I do. I actually have a couple. I love the episode, um, just because I love Hera. I love the episode where she is uh, testing new spacecraft or new. She's pilot. Cool. She's doing like test pilot stuff. Oh yes, which yes. is I thought was really great. And I love the Lothwolves <gasps> after what happens to Kanan but like honestly the episode with Kanan and Hera the heartbreaking episode that is actually one of my favorite ones yeah mine too mine too it's so moving for those of you who aren't familiar with Rebels Kanan Jarrus is uh or Kanan Jarrus spoiler alert too if you're planning to watch it maybe don't listen maybe cut out now for the next two three minutes (laughs) yeah uh he is one of the Jedi that escaped Order 66 and then went on to join Hera and the others in their little rebel squadron if you will and and try and make things right especially on the planet of Lothal where they meet Ezra Mm -hmm. and um Kanan sacrifices himself to save Hera who is pregnant at the time Yeah. with their child, unbeknownst to him, right? She was going to tell him and then never got to it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he sensed, right? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, makes the sacrifice even more depressing. Yeah. But more moving. And then uh, she carries on afterwards and they have their son, Jason, and he's a cutie patootie. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a... Half green and half <laughs> blue and half... Yeah. He's cute. <laughs> he's half Kanan and half Hera. And yeah. He's uh, adorable. That that scene, I rewatched it recently when we were preparing to record this. And I, I like, s- lost my shit. I sobbed uncontrollably, even though I was only watching snippets of the episode. Because that moment... And then afterwards, too, when Hera is like talking to <laughs> Chopper and I, I can't. just, I couldn't handle it. I was like, we even messaged and I was like, I can't record today. I'm too emotional. Same, <laughs> same. That We were supposed to talk more about Kanan and Hera together, but we can't because it's too emotional. It's too painful. So we're it's- just going to talk about how great she is <laughs> to keep our spirits light. <laughs> yeah, because one of the things is like they have one of the more open relationships. They besides, do. I guess like you could say, obviously we know Anakin and Padme, but like theirs was hidden. Yes. Kanan and Hera, it wasn't hidden. It was just... They had their duty first. And I actually, I have this thing that Dave Filoni said that I really want to read because it was so cool. Uh, Let me find it. So he was talking about, he was giving an interview and he was talking about the like nature of Kanan and Hera's relationship. 
And he said, she loves Kanan, obviously, in her own way, and he loves her. And what they both like about each other in some ways is the is why they aren't completely together. I like that they have this very mature adult relationship that deals with the world around them or what they need to do for other people. But there is something. You might know the way these people feel inside as the audience, or you might hope that they feel like this or like that. It's like seeing two friends of yours get together after a long time, and you're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like implied affection. There is. And obviously by that time in Rebels, they'd already been like intimate with each other, obviously since she's pregnant. But like in that episode, he's asking her, have you given any thought to what we're going to do after the war is over? Mm-hmm. And she basically had said, no, like, I I never went that way with my thinking. Yeah. Like, I haven't gone beyond just what's going on right now. And he was basically asking her to say, like, do you love me? Like, am I important yeah. to you? Yeah. Like, is this just yeah. a for fun or are we actually seriously in love with each other? It was just, like, <laughs> such a painful episode. I, I it's, it's one of those things where, like... I feel like Kanan was more affectionate and in love with her. Maybe not necessarily more in love with her than she was with him, but she was obviously very focused, yes. right? She loved Kanan, but she she was very committed to her duty and her role. Yes. You know, pilot of the ghost, leader of the specter cell, um, eventual she general? general. I was going to say. She became a general. She a general, yeah. yeah. So interestingly enough, another quote from Filoni. We hear in Rogue One, they say General Sedula, paging General Sedula. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Like it's uh I love it. And Chopper brief, like and Chopper's rolling by, by somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's a debate among fans like are they talking about Cham or are they talking about Hera? And Filoni literally says, "I can clarify that's absolutely Hera being paged, not her dad." The movie gives that away, but I would rather have all the references be right. Hera will eventually become a general in the Rebel Alliance. So, amazing. <laughs> She's a general at the time that awesome. Rogue One is taking place. And you can see the ghost, her ship. Yeah, it's Multiple instances. There. Yeah. Is it in um, The Last Jedi? Oh, no, Rise of Skywalker? Yes, it is. At the final battle. It's prominent. It's right, like, almost dead center. Like, you That's can't miss thought. it. But I haven't yeah. watched it for such a long time. It's not fresh in my memory. But the, f- the fun part is, is she flying it or is Jason? You know, I don't know. It's one of those well, head cannons where I feel like mother and son are together at the, in that moment. You know what I mean? I I think it's awesome. That's the thing that I love about really the really good stuff in Star Wars is when it's self-referential like that. The mm-hmm. Easter eggs they plant, and they're not mm-hmm. like super obvious. You have to really kind of be looking at your background to to notice stuff. So that I love that. I love that she's in Rogue One. That's so cool. And some of my favorite moments. In Rebels is when she is going off and doing separate things with Sabine. Mm-hmm. You never get like uh, Hera's always kind of piloting and leading and and looking out from afar and letting Kanan and Ezra do their thing. Yeah. But then, I mean, I think there's even like a Forces of Destiny episode oh, of yeah. Hera and Sabine mm-hmm. at an old. Uh, I mean, we see the the depot that they go to, or like the the storage base, or. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the name of it, but you know, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, like, exactly. We see it in Clone Wars Season 7, in fact. 
Right, and then it's abandoned in yes. Rebels, right? And it's yes. got animals in it or something yes. like that? Yeah, yes, yeah. all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to see her team up with uh, Hera, because, I'm sorry, uh, Sabine, because Hera and Sabine are kind of, they're alike, but vastly different. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a Mandalorian, an ex-Mandalorian, but not quite an ex-Mandalorian, right. and an ex-Empire. Like, right. She was a student at the, at the Imperial Academy. Yeah. I forgot about that. And she blew it all away. She, like, blew it all off and joined a rebel sanction with Hera. I mean, that's a, that shows a lot of trust on yeah. Hera's part, right? Yeah. Like, Sabine would have to earn that trust, I'm sure. Yeah. And yeah. she stuck up for Sabine a lot and, and Ezra and trusted her crew. And, of course, Chopper. Who is in Bad Batch, by the way. <laughs> They've been together forever. Is So, like, Leia has R2 until the very end, and Hera has Chopper until the very end, I swear. Yes. Headcanon, yes. they go down together. When, whenever they go, they go together. That's my headcanon. I agree. So, Chopper, Hera, and Kanan are the original three in the Spectres. Yeah. Do you think Chopper was very, like, you know how, like, pets when you bring somebody new into the family a pet can be oh, very suspicious you know, absolutely like that with kanan yes yes knowing how grumpy and uh, passive aggressive he can be yes you know he was he was protective of mama hera yeah like oh my god chopper I mean, is one of the best droids ever and and it's not because feloni voices him so appropriately it's just the arm movements he's so animated as a droid <laughs> talking with his hands yeah he's just like whipping his hands around all the time like god damn it all the, you know that's what i picture him saying basically like ah fuck here i go again you know like <laughs> well we can't talk about Hera without talking about vanessa marshall who voices her incredible voice incredible voice actress and yeah. gorgeous <laughs> Gorgeous. Her voice is so beautiful and rich. Yes. And it's, it really, really gives appropriate character to the, the character of Hera. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't envision anyone else's voice other than the tone that Vanessa gives to Hera. Yeah. Cause it works with her balance of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. The way she manipulates her voice into soft and then like, commanding you know the yes things i can't do because i'm not a voice actor or actress like (laughs) that i don't understand but have massive massive kudos towards vanessa does flawlessly she does and her just like the quality of her tone is really it adds a lot to Hera. i think it brings like you said it's kind of like it's hard to portray both those sides without having the right vocal tone mm-hmm. or like the right timbre so to speak mm-hmm. um she just like has this beautiful husky rich smooth but also it can be very soft and gentle yeah. like her voice is really beautiful yes um i don't know again this is like the 50th time i've said it i don't know how voice actors do it <laughs> it's just incredible like how they can do it (laughs) yeah it's a special skill not everybody and like just because you can 
quote, do voices. That's not the same as being a voice actor. You know, voice actors have this insane control over their mouth. It's like they have muscles in their jaw and they know how to like move their tongue and it'll totally change the way they sound. It's insane. Yeah, it's I I don't get I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Hera and her interactions with Thrawn that we see in Rebels because those are some of my favorite episodes as well because it's yeah. very interesting. Interesting because of how Thrawn is. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And number two, her family heirloom that's used against her, but then she gets it back. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. And I find that all very, very interesting. Like, Yeah. It's really cool because it draws a lot from the original Thrawn trilogy books because they talk about how Thrawn is an art collector and mm-hmm. how he uses art to understand a, a people and then... He's able to either manipulate or conquer those people. And so using Hera's heirloom against her is like so heartbreaking. But it's such a callback to like Thrawn from Legends. It's called the Calicori. That's what I was trying to remember is the name of the heirloom. heirloom. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in the end, it is returned to her. And doesn't it have like an extra piece on it? She adds, yeah, I think yeah. she adds something to it for Kanan. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that is a very beautiful, very beautiful addition. But mm-hmm. Thrawn is savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a, in a calm, twisted, mastermind, plotting type of way. I mean, yeah. we have Palpatine, who's all of those things and, and, and savage because of it. But like Thrawn is so calm that it's frightening on a different level. She's able to escape him. <laughs> when you don't know like what his long-term intention is. Mm-mm. Like Palpatine, it's all about dominance and being like, like power. But with Thrawn, it's like, are you just playing the game because you like to play the game? Not because you really want to win anything? 100%. Yeah. It's, he t- which he is- takes... He takes great pleasure in that. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. And that's what makes him more frightening. I think so. Yeah. Because you don't... Is there ever an end to his game? Right. Probably not. Probably not. There's no satisfying a person like that. It's like let the trapped person dance for him so he can study it more. But torture it a little more so he can study and see what happens. Like, I, that kind of shit is like, ugh. Well, and like, God forbid he gets bored with you. Right. Because then what happens, you know? Right. Like, it's very interesting and very frightening. And it makes me wonder if there's any possibility, maybe you, you've you heard this and I haven't because I don't, I don't pay attention to any news any way <laughs> whatsoever. I don't blame you, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. Is there going to be live action Hera? Well, there, there's rumors. Because, like... There's- there's rumors. Wouldn't she want some revenge, maybe, for Kanan? Absolutely. Working with Ahsoka? I don't know. Could be amazing. If she's going to pop up, it would be in the Ahsoka show, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are poised to pop up in the Ahsoka show. And I don't know if they have enough episodes. But then again, <laughs> it's only season one. So true. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if... We see a live action. I I haven't heard of any casting that would be, yeah, you know, like linked to her. Like we know that 
Sabine's been cast. We know that Thrawn's been cast. Yeah. And Ezra. Ezra, Right? Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, boy, I hope so. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's the secret. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they can bring Luke Skywalker in. We could get a well, we could get a Hera moment just the same, right? Imagine we get Luke and Ahsoka and Hera all together. Oh, I think oh, I'd oh, oh, die. Oh. I'd l- straight up heart attack and die. Cardiac arrest <laughs> happening over here. <laughs> Unrelated to my cold. <laughs> I hope. Oh, it's just that is the power trio right there. Can can we all agree? Right. Those three leaders, yeah. the three that make it to the end. I mean, holy sh- well. Luke passes before the end end, but Leia is really the only one that makes it, to, you know, but all details that, but those three on screen, I, the only thing that would be more cardiac arrest worthy for me is, is the moment we get to see like Anakin and Ahsoka and possibly throw in Luke that th- that moment I'm not prepared for and I'm not ready. With a force ghost, you mean? Yeah, I'm not ready for any of that. Yeah. When it happens, I won't be ready, and I won't be ready to talk about it for many, many days after, because you have to scrape me up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very quite possible someone's going to have to get a shovel <laughs> and prop me up in front One of, of this giant, microphone. giant, like, pizza, like... Oh, a pizza spatula. peel! Yes! Yes! <laughs> and my dad has... My dad has an authentic gonna- one. A couple that we could peel you off the floor. Yes. With. <laughs> uh, is this where we enter in the burnt Anakin jokes to go with the pizza peel? Too soon. I'm sorry. I oh. Can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, Hera is queen. She's a talented pilot. She's basically the mother to to all of the the ghost crew. That includes yeah. Zeb. Isn't there? A, yes, Zeb is a teenager. Yes, <laughs> but, literally teenager with Ezra and Sabine. Like, yeah, he's a but grown he's a child softy too. Oh yeah, I, I I do love his. He has not to like not talk about his character, but since we're talking rebels with emphasis on Hera, Zeb's background story of his of his people mm-hmm. was added so much depth to. Him as a character, that race of aliens, um, yeah. it was great. I loved it. And he ends up getting to go back in the end, yeah. which was in question for a lot of the episodes. So that was that was great, too. And yeah, and Hera really was also a part of all of that. Like, I mean. Yeah, I know. Well, isn't there a moment in one of the episodes where she's sitting with Kanan and they say something like, it's quiet around here without all the kids or something like yes, that? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> they are, it's just like. Obi-Wan and Anakin are the parents to Ahsoka. Yeah. Kanan and Hera are the parents to all of the crew, and that includes Chopper on that, (laughs) on the ghost. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know. So in a sense, they did get to raise a few children. Yeah, Namely Ezra and Sabine. They were the teens um, before they even had their child themselves, you know. But how lovely of a moment is it that, like the spirit of Kanan is there with her after yeah. he, you know, um, yeah, heartbreakingly beautiful. But at least also, it's like a confirmation that it wasn't just like making eyes at each other from across the room and like right. unrequited affection, like or a relationship 
out of convenience because they were stuck on a ship together and had this mission together. Right. Like, oh, well, since we're both attractive and we're here, it wasn't right. like that at all. It was no. deeper. It was deeply meaningful. And, like, Jason is at least tangible evidence. Yes. <laughs> yes. They had, like, a more in-depth relationship than what we saw on screen which i'm fine they're allowed to have their privacy absolutely we saw like lovely like when they kissed it was very moving very emotional and it's just like it's nice that there's a star wars couple that like it doesn't end happily it's very bittersweet but at least they had that you know they had Mm -hmm. a relationship that didn't have to be a secret and Mm -hmm. it didn't have to be it was like their choice yeah, and he's a Jedi, a trained Jedi who didn't yeah. give a fuck. Like, and in the ultimate moment, he was selfless, like yes. a real Jedi, like he a real Jedi. He didn't try and save himself so that he could Mm-mm. stay with her. He knew that he had to do what needed to be done to protect the rest of his crew. Well, he wrestled time and time again with the fact that Deepa his master told him to run and he ran and he never forgave mm-hmm. himself for running. Yeah. And so in the end, I think it was beautiful that he didn't run. You know, he did it for himself. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't thinking of himself in that moment, but he redeemed whatever personal mm-hmm. guilt he felt in that moment as he was saving the ones he loved. Like yeah. in, in the process of sacrificing, he was able to then write whatever wrong he thought he made. And I, right. that is true Star Wars right there. And yeah, it comes full really simple. a sign of a damn good Jedi. He That intro in Bad Batch with him is really mm-hmm. beautiful. It's yeah. so, so sad. There is nothing but pain in Star Wars. It's really <laughs> Sprinkled true. in with a little comforting moment here and there. But it's why it's so good. And yeah. Rebels didn't disappoint. It keeps us coming back for more. And all it does is hurt us over it's and all. over. It's all. Yeah, we but like it hurts pain. so good. I know. Keen well, John I... Mellencamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, you know that um, Hera in Bad Batch meets she meets the Bad Batch, but she has time alone with Omega. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me wonder if there's. I know I'm, all I'm wondering is if there's going to be live action version of everybody, but it's possible that like Omega could come back in some of the live action stuff. I think it would be a fan favorite if that happened. I really like Omega. I think she's mm-hmm. really she's an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need more. She definitely has Palpatine's hair. <sighs> I know she's. She is a clone of Django Fett, I guess. Yes. I think that's confirmed. But what if they blended Django and Palpatine's DNA and made Omega? Because she's force sensitive, mm-hmm. I think. Am I right? Maybe I'm wrong. No. <laughs> I think she is. I'm more but concerned about the hair. She's definitely <laughs> now that got you mention his, it. Like, his Clone Wars shaped hair, like that weird pointy, like she definitely has that going on. So it's possible it's possible. It is possible. We'll see. I mean, there's there's so many possibilities out there. Well, maybe we'll see a live action Hera as much as we'll see a live action Omega. I don't know. Well, it'd be really cool to see them together as adults because yes. they met yes. as little children. That's true. It would be a nice coming together of yeah, you know, a reunion, re- re- a reunion. Excuse mm-hmm. me, of a two incredible women. Yeah. 
who at the time we meet them when they first meet each other, we don't know the path that's laid ahead of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's particularly heartbreaking for little yeah. Hera. You see the little little girl and you know she's a dreamer yeah and you know the and that's the other thing too with Kanan he's saying to her what about when this is all over and it's Mm -hmm. never over Mm -mm. it never ends Hera is there at Rise of Skywalker at the end she's still fighting still fighting Mm -hmm. that is really sad to me but. Well, think about it. I mean, she also interacts with Leia in the episodes in Rebels. And it's like those two oh, to yeah. the to the bitter end are I still about that. Yeah, they're together. And and Ahsoka, these three women literally outlast how yeah. many wars? It's insane. Yeah. It's amazing. So when Hera basically devotes her life, she devoted her life. And yeah. You don't step away from that role. Leia never did. Ahsoka never did. And Hera certainly never did. So you got to give respect to these three women. I mean, I know we're focusing on Hera right now, but that's tough to fight over and over and over and over and persevere. And how how would you ever go to quote-unquote normal life after all of that? Maybe that's why they just continued in the role that they were the best in. They're the... It's familiar to them, even if it is tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to lay it down, especially when there's still people in need. Mm-hmm. For those kind of characters, they would never be able to turn away from people who were in desperate need of help. Right. Once you start down that path, you're never stopping. That's it. Yeah, so. you're devoted. So of all things that Hera Syndulla certainly is, devoted is one of them. Devoted to her crew, to the love of her life, and their son, mm-hmm. and to the cause. I mean, that yeah, she's her... an incredible character. Yeah. And th- major thanks to Vanessa for doing an outstanding job bringing her to life. Yes, incredible. So when we talk about Harris Syndulla, we cannot ignore the fact that she is one hell of a pilot, right? So yes. we asked in a poll... That resulted in 111 votes. Who is the best pilot in the Star Wars galaxy? And it was a neck and neck tie. Who all did you have on there? I had Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, Harrison Dula, and Poe Dameron. Now, if it had allowed a fifth slot, we would have had Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since Luke blew up the Death Star, we figured we should put Luke on the list, right? So, got yes. the two Skywalkers, a Syndulla, and a Dameron. All, all fucking good pilots. Like, oh, all amazing. All worthy of being on this list and yeah. more, right? Yes. In their own unique ways. But the winner, by 1%, Anakin Skywalker wins at 42%. Hera Syndulla went, was right behind him at 41%. That really surprises me. They're right? so close. That's insane. Yeah. So... The best pilot in the Star Wars galaxy, a tie, basically. basically. Anakin and Hera. And I can't, really can't argue with it. Two different pilots yeah. from two different eras, obviously. And both incredible, incredible pilots. Yeah. All right, join us back here next week because we are going to start a... It'll be part one of a four-part series, and we're getting back to Clone Wars with this. We are going to start talking about the Mortis arc. 
Yes. Each each episode within the arc. Yes. It is it is a big arc. There is mm-hmm. a lot that goes on. It's four episodes with each of the characters having their own path during this arc that is pivotal. Yes. A lot happens to everybody. It's crazy and it is so cool. It's so well done. <laughs> a lot of foreshadowing. Some people feel like it changes their understanding of mm-hmm. the Force and Star Wars in mm-hmm. general after watching it. But I think it's really, um, it's really incredible. It's a little sad, but so next week we will talk about Overlords. That's the first episode in the arc, and we will deep dive into it because, good God. <laughs> There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot to cover, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So join us back here next week for that. So not last week, but several weeks ago, before our Q&A session, we talked about the Darth Vader hallway scene, and we asked people what they loved about that moment. And on Instagram, collectibles you want left this comment. I feel the same. One of my favorite scenes, and I'm always at the edge of my seat no matter how many times I've seen it. I also ran a a poll, a kind of a questionnaire on Instagram asking people what they liked about the scene and almost unanimously everybody said everything. Yes. (laughs) I concur. They couldn't like (laughs) pick a moment that was the best because all of it is amazing and we completely agree with that. Yes. I can't argue that at all. This is one time you can say all of it (laughs) and be absolutely correct. (laughs) So thanks to everybody who participated in that. That was great. Yes, thank you. As always, thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Thank you.